Ever wonder why some people are able to buy multifamily properties and you're not? It's all about the financing. Today I'm going to be discussing total debt to income or total debt service ratios versus asset-based, equity-based lending. This is where the financial institution either looks at you or looks at the multifamily property you're looking to buy. So welcome to The Dave Show. If you're new to the channel, you're not familiar with me, my wife and I, Mel, have purchased over 240 units in five different countries, the US, Canada, Costa Rica, Mexico, Dominican, all using other people's money and no joint venture partners. Now in today's video, I'm gonna be discussing the difference between that total debt service ratio or total debt to income financing versus what I prefer using equity-based lending and asset-based lending. Before we jump in, make sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell to be notified whenever I drop a video every single week. First off, let's discuss more traditional financing and what this actually means. So total debt service ratio or total debt to income is where the financial institution looks at you looks at your total income versus your total debt and creates a ratio. And this will all be dependent on the financial institution. Sometimes they have like a 40%. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna get into that as I'm not a mortgage broker, but what I wanna discuss is basically when the financial institution is looking at an income property that you're looking to buy. They will look at 100% of the expenses and then they'll look at about 50% of the income. And you're thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. I kind of agree. Now, there's a gap there, right? There's a 50% gap or so. What they end up doing is they look at you to bridge that gap. So they look at your total debt to income, your total debt service ratio to bridge that gap. Now, have you ever heard a financial institution say, you qualify for X amount of buying power. You can buy a house for this amount. You can buy a condo for this amount. You can go spend this amount. You're pre-approved for this. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. They are basically reverse engineering. They're saying with your income and your total debt service ratio and total debt to income, you can then, right, if we did 50% of the income on a property and 100% of the expenses, your gap or your bridge capability is X amount, so therefore you can only purchase this purchase price, okay? That is how they come up with that calculation, and this is why people come to Mel and I, right? We have a mentoring program, the Action Family Mentoring Program. They come to us all the time and say, how are you guys buying properties? Like the bank keeps saying no, or says I can buy the next one and that's it because my, my ratios don't make sense anymore. This is exactly what happened to Mel and I at one point as well. I think we had about four or five properties and they basically said your ratios are starting to hit that max and they also have a cap on how many properties you can own personally, which we own personally back then. But again, let's focus on the ratios. So this is why investors hit a roadblock because those financial institutions look at them to qualify for the asset, which you can do and some people are okay with buying maybe one or two properties and, and leaving it at that. But I like growing portfolios. Mel and I love growing our portfolio and still growing it and we like showing people how to grow it. So next up, let's dive into asset-based lending, equity-based lending. Stop, are you protected on the internet? We've recently teamed up with NordVPN. They are the fastest VPN provider in the world. They have global coverage. Mel and I personally use this on our laptops and on our cell phones. Whether we're at home, the office, or traveling around the world, we constantly have NordVPN protecting us from all the bad stuff that can happen on the internet. And I'm not techie, but all I need to know is I downloaded NordVPN and now I'm good, I'm safe 
from all the malware, all the other hackers, all that stuff. So if you want to be safe when you're doing banking, when you're looking at real estate deals, whatever you're doing on the internet, this will give you global coverage. It's also the fastest VPN out there. It'll hide your IP and there's no user tracking. If you're serious about your protection on the internet, make sure to click the link below and sign up for NordVPN. So what exactly is asset-based lending slash equity-based lending? Well, let's leave the traditional, right, over here, and let's look at the actual building itself. So let's say you're purchasing a multifamily property. I don't know, is it a duplex, fourplex, fiveplex? Doesn't matter. You're purchasing a multifamily property. What asset-based lenders and equity-based lenders do is you provide them the property, they basically take you, put you aside for now, okay? They look at the asset and they will do the income and expenses, kind of like we did earlier with the traditional, but they will look at this as more of a debt servicing because at the end of the day, the financial institution is looking for, for whatever reason. If we have to take back this property, will the income be able to service the debt? Meaning, will we be able to carry this property and still pay a property manager until we can liquidate it, you know, sell it because the banks are not in the business of holding properties, right? They're like holding mortgages, holding notes. So that's what they're doing. Does this property make sense? Does the income justify the debt and can it debt service? After they do asset-based lending, equity-based lending, meaning they are lending on the property because the property makes sense, they're underwriting it, stress testing it, etc. After they do this, right? Again, they're not looking at you bridging the gap there, that 50%. After they approve the actual asset, then they might look at you or then they will look at you most likely and say, okay, the asset makes sense. What is our risk with this individual? Because again, the bank doesn't want to take it back and have this on the books. They want to hold mortgages. They want to receive income every month. They want people to make their payments. They are now going to look at you and see why they should lend to you or why they should not lend to you. Meaning, now that they've underwritten the asset, they are going to look at you as the investor, as the borrower to see are there reasons why they should not lend to you? Meaning, do you have any past bankruptcies? Do you have any credit uh, or, or consumer proposals? And I'm not saying that if you have those things that it's a, it's a no-go zone for you. You can still get lending, right? I've helped a lot of people who have gone bankrupt or who have poor credit um, uh, get financing, right? Through showing them how to create a financing. I'm not saying that you cannot get financing. I'm just saying they will look at that. Have you missed your last X amount of payments? Are there any skeletons in your closet, right? And then they'll look at uh, funding the deal. They'll still make you personally guarantee the debt. Like for example, Mel and I personally guarantee all the properties that we have all in the five different countries that's something that you won't get away from um, but again this asset is what is qualifying for the mortgage you are I don't want to say an afterthought but they will look at you but they're not looking at you to qualify they're looking for why shouldn't they lend to you after they go you know what this person's okay we were okay lending to them then they look at giving you depending on the asset depending on the size the location the makeup right meaning is it four units and under they might give you 80 percent loan to value is it five units or over they might give you 75 or 70. is there mixed use meaning let's say there's residential on top and commercial on the main floor where is it located is it in a metropolitan center is it in a secondary tertiary market like all of those will then come into play with the loan to value the size of the mortgage in regards to the appraised value that they'll give you however this asset-based lending equity-based lending is my favorite mel and i have purchased so many uh buildings with this because again 
They're not looking at your personal income to finance the deal. So you can have one, two, three, four, right? We've had, we've purchased 12 properties in 12 months uh, in one year because again, they weren't looking at the traditional. If they were looking at our income, they would have stopped after one or two, right? But because they were looking at asset-based lending, equity-based lending, they looked at our global portfolio overall. This is why it's so important to buy the right deals because it compounds on each other. This is what helps us continue to purchase a lot of real estate. So at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong here. If you wanna use traditional financing where they use your income to finance the deal, that's completely fine, right? Just know there will be a ceiling at some point. And if you wanna grow your portfolio and truly scale like most people wanna do, they don't wanna just buy one or two, then equity-based, asset-based lending is gonna be your best friend. So write in the comment below, what type of financing are you using? Thank you so much for staying to the end and watching this video. If you wanna see more like this, check out this one. I'm Dave from Investor Valid Dave, and I'll see you in the next video.